We are back, coming up at 1245, here on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM. As we continue on with the Jack Michaels Show, Jack uh, will be uh, out the uh, remainder of the uh, of the week and should be back with us on uh, on Monday. Well, the uh, three-class basketball proposal, uh, schools have had their chance to uh, kind of weigh in and uh, voice their approval or disapproval of it, and uh, pleased to have back on the show, Superintendent of Schools at Valley City Public Schools has been... Uh, uh, liaison to this whole process. Josh Johnson joins us. First of all, thank you for uh, taking a few minutes uh, to uh, join us on the show. Good afternoon. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, information uh, for our public, uh, those basketball enthusiastic, enthusiasts uh, in North Dakota is very important. And so I appreciate uh, the opportunity on behalf of our focus group to be able to give an update and, and answer some questions. All right. So the schools have had a chance to, to take a look at this and uh, I guess Overall, the uh, the response you've gotten, maybe some things that's uh, that maybe uh, you weren't expecting, but uh, overall, uh, just uh, what uh, kind of response did you get? Yeah, so so again, just to remind people that uh, we we put that plan out in beginning of August. Uh, we made some tweaks through throughout the plan during the month of August and September, and then uh, we finalized the plan uh, end of September and put it put it out officially in its final draft to our member schools at the beginning of October. And, and so we're approximately uh, 10 days into uh, the official action, if you will, that we're looking for from the member schools. And, and what I can tell you is within the three classes, we've gotten a lot of uh, response. Um, majority of that response so far has been from our class B, class B schools. There's 74 total teams in that uh, division proposed class. And, and uh, so far we've had a third of them that have uh, uh, responded with their support. And, and so um, we we have uh, asked schools to provide us with their support or um, no support or um, making a decision by the end of October. So they have until October 31st. And so at this point, I know uh, a lot of uh, school administrators are bringing this information to their board. And uh, so we're waiting anxiously for those responses, but optimistic right now so far with uh, the response that we've had. The uh, the issue I know there's maybe some of the uh, the private schools the multiplier factor uh, one kind of explain what that's all about and now the students are counted in grades nine through twelve I know football it's seven through ten if I if I remember correctly but this is nine through twelve but just kind of kind of give more detail on that yeah you bet uh, that you're right the the multiplier I think is is uh, the most talked about uh, portion of our proposal at this point and and again the the focus group use the multiplier to be able to bring about balance between um, schools across the state of North Dakota. And so what we have done is, is for any student residing out of a school district, out of a boundary, would be considered as a two. So in Valley City here, any students outside of our district would be considered as two if they're in grades 9 through 12. The thing about for our private schools is uh, – all of their students are considered as two um, by century code and the definition of, of a public residence. Um, their boundaries are, are different, as we all understand and know. And, and so um, that is, I think, the, the point of contention, if you will. And so what I'd like to, to compare or relate um, when we look at uh, similar size schools, is use Bishop Ryan as an example where you have 80, 85 kids approximately. Well, down the road from Valley City here, you have Burns County North with a, an equal number of students, 85. And, and I think we can all step back and say the 85 in Minot, North Dakota, attending Bishop Ryan are a little bit different than the 85 students at Burns County North in Leal, Leal North Dakota. And so 
that again was the purpose of the, the multiplier to try to bring about um, equity and balance um, across the state of North Dakota. And so again, it's just not, not specifically to our private schools, but it's also those um, resident or urban schools um, within the metro area. And so, so is that um, is that something I think when I guess for some of the uh, smaller B schools, if they want to remain in the lowest class, I guess they would look at that as a positive <laughs> because I, I think it's, you know, I don't have to tell you one of the biggest gripes that a lot of people have, obviously, is the traditional tournament with a lot of private schools in that. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. And, and so, again, I think that's why we're getting, getting a lot of support from our class B schools is um, because, again, I think it brings about the competitive balance and it, you know, the tournaments have been relatively predictable. It has come back to the success factor of our private schools in class B as well as those metro schools, such as a Kindred or a Castleton um, and Thompson and, and the others. And so um, I think that, again, by moving those schools um, to the middle class, it's going to bring about more opportunities for our Class B schools um, who haven't had that, that success in the last 15, 20 years to be able to, to allow their students to be able to compete and, and have success and be able to, to be represented at a state tournament. I've always brought up, and Brad's going to laugh at me. Would there ever be talk of like three classes and then two tournaments? And and you have like the let's say you did B with a traditional B, and then you had like the A and then the double A, and then kind of mix and match. So you have some of the bigger schools facing off. You know, maybe in the semifinals you've paired up because me being from Minnesota, they did that for a couple of years, and it was really popular. And having that because like a Central Cast versus you know, a West Fargo in the semifinals or something like that. You know, I'm getting at in the state tournament because there's so many uh, schools in A right now that get to go to the tournament and not that many schools that are really in the class itself. Sure, that that has not been any feedback that we've received from the, the member schools. Of course, we've we've gotten a lot of response and, and opinions on tournament format and, and uh, structures of the classes and cutoffs between the, the different divisions, but... One thing I can tell you, and probably for the listeners uh, that have been around the state of North Dakota for a while, there used to be a, a North Star division, and uh, I think that was structured very similar to what you're referencing, where you had a, a, a Devil's Lake, a Bishop Ryan, a Langdon, Harvey, I believe, was in that at one point, rugby, and I think that uh, structure was in a, in a format similar to what you're referencing. Yep, that was the third Class A conference uh, back in the day. As far as the... Um... Yeah. Uh, as far as the tournament formats, so, you know, because you have the AA, I think, would be like uh, the current Super A, and you would kind of mix and match with some of the uh, the regional and state tournaments. Um, what kind of feedback did you get on that? You know, I think there's a lot of excitement. Uh, when you when you look at that middle class, and, and uh, right now we've, we've broken up between an East region and a West region, there's there's a lot of enthusiasm when you start thinking about the teams that are, are going to potentially be competing in that uh, middle class and so just as an example you have Wapiton, Old Grove, Valley City, Kindred, Lisbon, Central Cast, Northern Cast, Hillsborough, Central Valley. That makes for a, a pretty doggone competitive uh, tournament format and so um, we, we looked at uh, the different structure of the weekend um, when those tournaments were going to be played and so you know there's there's opportunity for I think some adjustments to be made as, a, as the time goes on and we learn some things. If this plan is reaches the 60 percent um, support from our member schools is proposed to the NDHSA and ultimately approved. Um, there's going to be some some changes that are going to have to come with that. And I think right now, you know, as the focus group has, has dove deep into 
putting together this proposal, put a lot of work into it, listened to the feedback from our member schools. We've put out um, these, these concepts and ideas, and I think the feedback has been generally very positive from our schools. A couple other questions that have come up is scheduling. Uh, the focus group has, has been committed again, communicating that scheduling needs to be done on a local level. This is not something that the NDHSA has done or wants to do. And so the question of, are we playing a district tournament? Are we playing a region tournament? And, and so again, reiterating to our, our member schools that scheduling can be done on a local level. So therefore, um, uh, a central cast may be able to play outside of the middle class and, and play a traditional rival that they've had with Richland, as an example, um, who is in the Class B. And so that's one, one part of it. Travel is another question that's come up um, as relates relative to the regions and the tournaments. And so um, travel has become part of the, the, the necessity, if you will, in creating competitive balance across the state of North Dakota. We travel for co-ops. We travel currently for tournaments. We, we travel all over the place. And, you know, it's not talked about right now. And, and so it is part of the conversation we have right now. But if we want to bring about competitive basketball in North Dakota, I think travel is going to be a necessary part of it. Yep, probably true. With the Class B, uh, you've got it broken down into uh, to eight districts. So District 1, for example, would be Enderlin, uh, Winemere, Lidgewood, Maple River, Hankinson, Richland, among uh, among others, Sergeant County, too. Um, would they have, would it be a district tournament and then they'd take uh, kind of, how would that break down from like districts into regionals? Yeah, that's the intent right now is, is that, again, like we said, that uh, districts and regions would be able to have that, that capability of some right now play the district tournament out before they get to the region tournament. Mm-hmm. And so we, we don't want to take away that authority in this proposal. Um, for those region uh, two, as an example, they play the super regional out. And so district three and four in our proposal, we want to still give them that authority to be able to say, hey, we want to play a super regional, what that looks like needs to be decided within the region. And so our proposal, of course, you know, right now is presented that here's what the district model would look like. You play a district tournament, you qualify the, the four teams into a region tournament, and one places four, two places three. And so then that plays out, ultimately leading to um, uh, representatives playing in a state tournament. And so, uh, again, some, some of that is going to have to be worked out on a local level. And, and I think uh, North Dakota is well-known for uh, maintaining that local control, and I think people appreciate that. I guess that uh, leads to my uh, final question here for now, Josh, is uh, how much of this is set in stone, or is this still uh, very fluid? Yeah, uh, you know, the, the proposal right now is set in stone, and so we have until uh, October 31st to be able to garner the necessary support uh, following the NDHSA procedure, which says that uh, we have to have 60% of member school support um, documented, and that's equivalent to 75 member schools. Uh, we're well on our way right now to achieving that support, and, and we hope to be able to have that by October 31st if we have it. Then the intent is to make that proposal to the NDHSA board by Monday, November 14th. And, again, the significance with that date is that's one calendar year prior to the first practice of the 23-24 season. And so um, I'm assuming that uh, that if, if this does go through the, the member schools and it, and it reaches the NDHSA board, there's going to have questions regarding the specifics they'll they'll be able to study the plan and and figure out what works what doesn't work my hope would be that uh, the the framework is is followed as closely as possible because that's what the member schools are are providing their support on 
All right, very good. We will we will leave it at that uh, for uh, for the moment here. But uh, Josh Johnson, superintendent of schools at uh, Valley City uh, Public Schools, uh, appreciate uh, the uh, the insight, and uh, we probably may, may not be the last time we talk. But uh, <laughs> thank you for the update. Thank you. All right, and that will uh, kind of put the put the show to bed here. Yeah, so. it's uh, it's interesting to see how that goes. I think obviously. It does take care of some problems we've had with, uh, I think, a lot of frustration with kind of the traditional that we've had with the B. I, I just kind of wonder, you know, was, with three tournaments, I, I just think that's an interesting the, animal. That, that's the questions I have because you're kind of mixing and matching tournaments together, and that's going to be, uh, you know, for people going to tournaments, for people covering tournaments. Um, yeah, they're going to have some decisions to be made there. As a Minnesota fan who – Sees four classes. I'm just saying, be careful what you wish for. That's yep. all I'm getting at. We'll see. More to come yep. on that. And uh, yeah, very this, interesting. This will be uh, this month will be uh, very key to see what kind of responses they get. So the, with the multiplier thing and some of the other questions out there, but mm-hmm. there definitely has uh, it definitely has some support. I think maybe more than than years past. Yep. So we will uh, we will see on that, and we'll get an update. I'm sure coming up here in the next uh, few weeks. We'll have some uh, buys and bits tomorrow. We'll hear from uh, some players. We'll most start uh, also Cam Miller and Zach Mathis from the program and much more. We'll uh, do this tomorrow in the noon hour. Common Man's next.